Brando, I finna slam dunk. Get big on you fake pumps. That bump in the fake pump. Bitch, fit for the pump fake. Got him talking like first take. Get it right on the first take. Hit the hole in the first. Mic check, mic check. Oh, yeah, we good. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. I got a guest in the building. We doing a little different setup, man, because we got, uh, you know, the studio is under construction. I don't want y'all to see what's going on in the background. Uh, we ain't going to talk about that on mic, though, but it's a funny story. Join the Patreon, though. I might tell the story on Patreon. You never know. <laughs> but, yeah, I got my dog Rodney in the building, man. Rodney Wells, what's going on, bro? What's going on, my man? I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You know, I'm, it's one of a kind. I'm in the, you know, I'm in the... Uh, one of a kind room, so I'll be the only one to come inside here. But I appreciate being on the show, man. And uh yeah, let's get to it. Nah, I appreciate you, bro. Man, I'm mad as hell though you ain't tell me that um you lived in Germany when I lived in Germany. Yeah, man. I we talked we talked about that. That was uh it's eerie because I've met thousands of people, you know what I mean? Because I was over there three tours. My dad did in the eighties. Uh, early '90s, and then and at the end of the beginning of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, I was like, I'm sure I saw the little guy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was low as hell. Yeah, I had was... I was low as hell with long braids, skinny Dang. as hell. And you think about it, I'm I'm looking back and I seen a lot of those. It was a lot of them kids, you know, because braids was in back then. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying they wanted to be long and all that good stuff or whatever, skinny kids and all that good stuff. So. I'm sure I saw you. you know, yeah, he was around. I know you did. I remember seeing you because you played basketball, and it was a uh, the point guard was a short guy with braids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, what yep, was yep. his name? Like Jay James. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Yep, James. Yeah. Then my See, man. I Pat. remember that. Yep, my man Pat. But yeah, that's a good culture, man. Germany, I go back anytime for real. I love Mannheim. It's like a refugee camp now. Yeah, they closed down the base. What happened with that? They closed the base down a few years ago. I'm not sure because um, once they closed it down, I had a few of my people that went back after they got after they graduated from high school. They joined the military and got stationed over there. Mm-hmm. So um, they was like, "It just closed it down, and it's just it's 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 whatever. What's the word? Um, abandoned for the most yeah, part." Now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they got you look at it. I got pictures and stuff like that because we got people that go back and you know visit and all that good stuff, whatever. I be trying to explain to people what Germany looked like because like I be telling them about my childhood. And they don't be getting it. And the best way I can explain it is like, imagine going to school and all your friends live in the same neighborhood as you, yep. but it's streets named after presidents, mm-hmm. and all the buildings look like big ass New York project buildings. That's exactly. Yeah, that's, that's you they don't believe that, that though. I lived, they don't I believe lived on that. Jefferson Street. That's where I live. Um. So, dang, I saw I saw you a lot. <laughs> I lived I lived in six sixty three or six sixty four. I think I was like six seventy one. So you lived on the opposite side of the street. So if you coming up the street, you I lived on, on the right. If you was, if you was, if you had your back towards the elementary school, I lived on the left side. Back towards the elementary. Okay, so I lived on. So you know where the gazebo was. You know where the church was in that gazebo. Yes. So if you're sitting at the gazebo right there and the, behind the actual, because um, the YS right there. In the, in the, mm-hmm. So if you're you got the YS, you come out to the to the church. Behind the church is a gazebo. If you're sitting in the gazebo to the left, my building's right there. It okay. was a playground. Right yep, there. yep, and that right basketball court we used to always hoop at. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, 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 I remember that. that. You you hit it on the head. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people was like, "Yo, it was it cold?" I was like, "Freezing." I walked to practice in the snow. We used to play uh, tackle football in the snow. Love it. Ice. Love it. Love All it. up on the streets, running through the dang, um, through the uh, through the forest and all that good stuff. I know we was talking about as far as the uh, the animal life out there. You really yeah. close to nature. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, hedgehogs. 
Um, <laughs> you see anything out there. Yeah. My sister used to love go out to a little animal farm and um, mess with the chickens, shit like that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, was you there for middle school? Nah. My oh, sister okay. was in middle school. We I'm going to tell you something park. crazy about middle school. In, in middle school, we played like 30 on 30 basketball. Yeah, we had like 60 people on the court, and we only passed the ball between like three or four of us. What the heck? And everybody else just ran around acting crazy, knocking each other's heads off. That's some middle school shit. Nah, that's a military kid shit. 30 on 30? Yeah, it was 30 on 30. No exaggeration. 30 on 30. (laughs) Shit. Yes, bro. Oh, my God. Anybody listening from Germany, they going to know. 30 on 30. We did the same thing with football. It would be like 30 on 30 Mm. out there. That's what we did at the middle school. Wow. 30 on 30. I, I could tell you exactly how many people was in the school. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. my craziest uh, Germany memory is how the middle school was right here. And then it was a bridge where the yep. high school was. was and them high schools used to be trying to come over the bridge, trying to get our middle school girls. We used to be mad as hell. That was, uh, we used to talk about them guys. I'm like, yo, you messing with girls in middle school? Like, come on, chill out, dogs, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she eighth grade. I'm ninth. I'm like, not going to say the guy's name because you might know him. But it was a girl at, mm-hmm. at my school. She was in eighth grade. I was in sixth grade. Her name was Candy. She was the most beautiful girl in the world. Oh, my gosh. She was Was that so her beautiful. real name? Her real name was Candace, but everybody called her Candace. She had two little sisters, one named Kim, one named Shaniqua. Most beautiful girl in the world. And she was dating a high schooler. Mm-mm-mm. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that off the camera. She was dating a high schooler. I was like, man, that shit so lame, man. No, nah, I couldn't do that. They, they, it's, there was a lot of them. It was a lot of them that, that did that. You know, you, you look at... You look at these girls and they were like, well, she looks mature and all that good stuff, whatever. I'm like, dog, ain't worth it. At the end of the day, yeah. she's, still, she's still a little girl. And you know, like, we all used to be at the same parties, too, at yep. the at the youth center. And I just was like, this shit, yep. this ain't it right yep. here. Yep. <laughs> High schoolers with middle schoolers. I'll, I'll, I go to a whole other spot. I'm in Heidelberg. Yeah. I'm in Wurzburg. I'm in, uh, shoot, downtown um, Germany, all that. You know what I mean? Because at that time, you know, we can be... Was Downtown Manhattan was crazy 16, too. 17, you could drink beer. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was out there getting lifted. Really, they don't car nobody. You mm-hmm. could have been twelve. Mm-mm. I tell people that too. Like the the biggest culture shock. I remember when I was in third grade. I was in um this little program at a school, mm-hmm. and we basically had pimp house, German mm-hmm. pimp yeah. house. Need to write to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the only one that had a girl pimp house because mm-hmm. I was like teacher's pet. Gotcha. So I had a girl pimp house. And when we, you know, went to each other's houses, when I went to her house, her parents actually spoke English, too, so it was easier. They spoke English, but I was standing outside with her, and there was a little kid younger than me mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette. Oh, hell no. Damn. Yeah, he was smoking <laughs> he a cigarette. <laughs> I was in third grade. He was in, like, first grade. He was smoking a cigarette, bro. You see the wildest shit out there, yo. I was, I didn't know, I, I wish it used to scare me, though. And it's when I used to go by, like, abandoned homes, and you go, like, different... Different places and having Nazi signs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I was just about to talk about that. Now, the biggest culture shock for me was riding around Germany and watching how good of a job Germans did eliminating racism, the history of racism. Mm-hmm. We do not do that in the United States, we especially don't. in the South. We don't. In the South, Robert Robert Lee is a hero and statues got statues everywhere. everywhere. Yep. In Germany, you won't find a lick of Hitler over there. <laughs> oh, they get rid of it. That's why I love the culture so much, man. You know, um, people are like what's so different from there and here, culture. You know, yeah. we we are always about the new. 
new, 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 new ways mm-hmm. to make money and stuff like that. They keep their culture, their buildings are historic. Um, their Germans love us. You know what I mean? Now the Turkish people, they don't. They hate us. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just that they embraced us, man. And so it was, it was, it was great. You know, especially playing basketball over there with them guys. You know, what I mean, that was that was even better when I played on a semi-pro level after high school. I was gonna ask you that. Did you um? Did you um? Go to college and play ball? Or? I didn't. I didn't play college ball. When I got to when I got to Augusta, Georgia, um, I had got a scholarship to go play in Texas. Um, and my mom was like, "Well, stay with us for another year. You know, we don't want you to go." Type shit like that, whatever. So I was like, "All right, I'll chill." And that's actually I ended up meeting my wife, my first class in college. You know, and then I got in contact with the at coach. Augusta State. At Augusta State, yeah. Got in contact with, my, with the coach. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna have you come out." Do a tryout and all that good stuff, whatever, and then we'll get you straight. He got fired. <laughs> <laughs> so then I kind of like got demotivated because I was already, I, I didn't have nobody here really. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was just me and my sister and my parents really. I didn't know nobody. So I was like, let me just figure out what else I want to do because I, in my mind, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here that long. You know what I'm saying? So I got complacent and met my wife, so started dating chicks, <laughs> going to parties, got a job, got a car, and uh, the rest is kind of history. For the most part. Yeah, I remember when I met you, I think I was like 15. I was either 14 or 15. And I remember uh, telling my homeboys, I was like, yeah, man, I was hanging out with this guy named Rodney, man. We got the same name, man. He's so cool, man. He was in a Benz, and he got this beautiful light-skinned girl with his long hair. <laughs> Boy, when you met me, man, and that, well, not met me, when we when we came back into, uh, well, yeah, when we met each other for the first time, yeah, then that was the worst, best time of my life. Why you say that? When I moved into that apartment with G and them, shout out to G and Tim. Yeah, shout out G and Tim. (laughs) (laughs) That was a wild apartment, and and those were some wild days. Every day was a party in that spot. We was there for. We moved in March. We left in August. We had five months. Mm -hmm. No exaggerating to the audience. We partied every single day. Every day we smoked. Every day we bought E and J. Every. You the, re- you the reason why I hate E&J. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? There's two reasons. That apartment, and it's cheap. But. <laughs> <laughs> E&J, all the time. Take the E&J bottles, put them in the freezer, collecting the bottles on the top of the, um, you really come to yeah. the crib. We had all top of the cabinets and all that good stuff, whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't paying my bills. <laughs> be honest with yeah. you. I wasn't paying my bills, man. We was, All the money that we were taking, that we were making, we were putting it into entertaining everybody else. So when it's time to pay the bills, I ain't have anything. I'm entertaining chicks, you know. Um, I got a, I got a car that I can't afford, putting gas in there, going back and forth to clubs and all that good stuff, whatever. Did so you have a business too at that time? I would drive my mom's. A black yeah. Oh, but you mom's. had no. You had an explorer. I had, I had the expedition. Expedition. Yeah. My yeah, dad yeah. went to Dubai, so pretty much they kind of like bought the car for me. Mm-hmm. But then one of the chicks that I was messing with got jealous that I was messing with one of her friends. Well, they became friends through me. Doesn't count. And she carved an A in the hood. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Remember that shit, though? Yes. My gosh, man. I was like, oh shit. My mom was like, ah, nope, taking the whip. So I didn't have no car for a minute. Mm. For a minute, dog. So I was like, shit, what I'm gonna do? So, you know, I <laughs> start talking to different chicks, whatever like that, and they had cars. If I needed to go anywhere, hey, we did. But I was there all the time. We walked we worked right across the street at the uh Target. And goals, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but um, after that, after I left there, man, I went to the military. 
So that was 2007. Hold um, on. Before you get there, I got a funny story I want to tell about that time period. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> at, this time, at, at this time period, I'm 14. Yeah, I'm 14. I'm in ninth grade. So I'm 14. And um, I'm over there kicking it with y'all. I smoked because I started smoking in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, smoking wasn't, wasn't a big deal. I had been smoking for like a year. But I never, I never drank before. Like I never got drunk not one time. So I'm hanging out with you, and it's these. I know you don't remember this. I'm hanging out with you, and it's these two girls. They your age. So when I'm, when I'm 14, you're how old? 21 or 22? So that was 2007. I was 23. I had just turned 23. I moved into the apartment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't 14. I was 15 then. And um. Yeah, y'all, you know, bust out the ENJ. I'm talking to the girl. I'm like, yeah, what's up, Shotty? And she said, boy, you look like a kid. How old you is? I said, shit, I'm 18. And you looked out for me. You backed me up. You was like, yeah, he 18. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. So she was like, oh, okay. Uh, she was like, but you, but you too young to drink. You can't drink. I said, girl, I can drink. So I'm in there taking shots. I know I took like, I took like. 15 shots of NJ. I'm talking about back to back to back. I'm acting cool. <laughs> bro, next thing I know is me and you in the car in the bins, bro. And you woke me up and you was like, you was like, hey, man, I need you to help me move this couch real quick at my mama house. And I met your mama that day, too. Wow. Yeah. And I went in there drunk as hell, like blackout drunk, moved the couch, and you got me back in the car. And you were like, hey, bro, you all right? This was like some training day shit. I'm like, everything's just fuzzy. I'm like, nah, I ain't all right. And then you were like, you want me to take you home? I was like, yeah, bro. And you were like, I'll take you home. And then I ended up giving you my address. And you were like, bro, you live far as shit. <laughs> you were like, how you be getting here every day? I was like, bro, I be, I be getting here. All right, so let me tell you. You know, I'm a kid. I ain't really supposed to be out like that. So I jump in the window. I barely make it inside my window. And I fall asleep with my legs still hanging out the window. Wow. And I'm just I'm just in the crib enough to turn the heater on because it's cold. Mm-hmm. I turn the heater on, and that's it. I don't remember nothing else. Next thing I know, I wake up. My mom's standing over me. The heater's on. It's hot as hell on my neck, and it's throw up everywhere. Shit. And my mom's just like, yeah, it's going to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, damn. Man. <laughs> wow, because you used to ride with, um, you used to be with E. Yep. Yeah. It e, used to be me, E, and you know, um, me and E the same age, so it had to be somebody else driving. What's the other cat, man, that's come over his home? Uh, he used to be with Tyrone, and I used to Ty. be with Leon. Ty. That's yeah. Ty. Yeah, Ty, man. Him and Ty was real close, and me and Leon was real close. Remember Texas? Yes, I remember Texas. <laughs> he actually, I talked to him um, a few days ago, Thanksgiving. Yes, um, some, some weird situations with Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was uh, he latched on really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. He was he was at the crib from the first day to the last, and I was like, oh shit, boy, would you go home? He's, <laughs> he's, man, they because they dog used to wake me up, like because you if if you know in that house, I had more of the cleaner side. Uh huh. <laughs> of course, of so course. When we first walked in, my room was right there. Uh huh. So my shit be clean, all that good stuff. I lock the door, whatever like that, because I may have a female in there, and I don't want them to. You know, to mingle in with ignorant ass, goddamn Tim and G. I still love y'all, but y'all still ignorant. <laughs> um, <laughs> they used to bang on my door, literally bang on my door. Which thing would be outside the door? Because you know, you right. He'd be outside the door banging on my wall, mm-hmm. Texas. Like, yo, it's time to smoke. Running them. Then we was smoking them games. Them extendos. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I remember that. I was like, ah, oh, shit. All right. And then it became a trend. We used to smoke at like. You don't smoke no more, do you? Nah, not really. 
No, I'll, I'll dibble and dabble. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because one of my homeboys, you know, he gets some good shit, and I never turn that shit down. But that shit be fire as fuck, because it don't make me feel like crazy and, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, um, <laughs> paranoid. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was paranoid, but then I thought it was because of situations that I was in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But come to find out, it's the weed. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the it's weed. It's the weed, man. <laughs> really. But also, just to... Uh, just to get off this time period, I remember you and your cousin got into a real bad fight and you just disappeared. I never seen you again. I guess that's mm-hmm. when you joined the military. Yeah. Y'all got into a fight about that apartment. Me and my cousin, um, Terrence. And it was actually, that fight was, <laughs> it lasted probably 24 hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really, it wasn't because, you know, we family, we were brothers. Mm-hmm. We were damn in the crib together. You know what I'm saying? So it was, um, and then plus was other things that was going on in that apartment that wasn't, that wasn't just right for me. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, me and G had that conversation. Me and Tim never did, but you know, you move on and uh I don't have any but it was a, the best worst year of my life. <laughs> did you join the military right after that though? I did. Uh, so we moved out of Cause there I was August. wondering where the hell you went. <laughs> we moved out in August. I joined the military in October. Damn. Literally right after. Yep. Two months. I was gone. Actually two a week after I moved back in with my mom, I went down to the damn um to the recruiter. And they started doing the paperwork and all that good stuff, whatever. And I was gone in October. I never looked back, really. What made you join right after that, though? I had to do something to get myself out of there. Because if I didn't, then I would I would have became subject to settling. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to better myself and stuff like that. I always had a job. I always did things, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I felt myself. I was like, I got to do something. I got to shake this shit yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Rodney. You like a real like professional type nigga. And we was kids, and we was dumb as hell. You had no business being around none of us. <laughs> and like we we run around selling bag, nickel bags of weed uh-huh. and playing with guns <laughs> and just doing dumb shit. Yeah, and yeah. you professional as hell. Like right. you certain type type. <laughs> I mean certain type type. Yeah. And you mingling with us is like, bro. Let me tell you some crazy shit, and we can get off the topic. We can move on to the next one. This is this is my memory from this spot. I had a homeboy. You know, what I mean, it's crazy that you say the professional thing, homeboy. And I don't have too many white friends. You know what I'm saying? That I hang out outside of work. So I was like, yeah, come to the crib, whatever like that. He had just bought an F-150. So it's uh, Texas outside. Um, the old Fred. You remember Fred? You used to live next door to me? Yeah, yeah, Fred, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all them young cats that lived out there in that neighborhood. <laughs> so he come in the crib, whatever like that. He was like, I ain't going to stay that long, whatever. I'm just going to holler, whatever. So he stayed, you know, I guess probably about an hour. <laughs> had a drink, whatever like that. He leaves. He gets in his car. He calls me and says, somebody stole my radio out of my car. <laughs> Damn. What the fuck? Really? And I'm like, oh, let me call Texas. So I called Texas. He was like, man, I don't got nothing to do with it. But I'm sure Fred or something like that, probably one of them boys went inside his car and took that shit. They took his goddamn radio right in front of the damn apartment building. <laughs> said, yo. I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was savage over there. Like, Yo. I got a hundred stories that I'd rather not tell. Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying? So it was but home. it was savage yeah. over there, bro. Whew. It was, I, and then I didn't even know why. Like, nigga, we in Columbia County. Facts. If people know exactly where the location that we was at, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, why is all that going on over there? <laughs> For real. Yeah, but I was a kid, so yeah, I was man. just doing shit just to do shit. Most definitely. But yeah, so uh, you joined the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, what branch did you go in? Army. Army, how'd you like it? Hated it. Um, <laughs> the money was great. I got, uh, I signed a bonus. I had, a, I got like forty thousand for a bonus. Mm-hmm. And my dad was probably military, so I went in with a lot of love too. 
So I had a lot of, I went in with high, not higher rank, but I was a the top rank um, private that you can be. So yeah, that you can join in. You know, I was an E3. So when I went in, it changed my mental. I was good on that end. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I knew that me at that age that I was an entrepreneur. I knew that my nobody can control what the fuck I had in my mind. You know what I'm saying? I had to. Did you do well in the be, military though? I did. I was a sharpshooter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never shot a gun prior to that. Never mm-hmm. shot a gun. Went out there, was excelled in it. You know what I mean? Excelled in, what, in being a, a leader. You know, I always did that. You know what I mean? So with the, the principles that they gave me, it was great. It's just, it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? It was for my, it was more of my, I was trying to be my dad at that time when I made that decision. I was like, you know what? Let me try to be, let me try to be him. But in doing that, you learn that you you can't be somebody else. You yeah, be who you are. I agree. You know great I mean? man to follow, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I still fucking want to follow it in his damn footsteps. <laughs> Go out and think about like a $700,000 house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo. <laughs> you say, yeah, right now. He's in the real estate, right? No, my mom is. Oh, yeah, yeah, My dad yeah. still works for Bill Gordon. Up. Okay. Yeah. My mom, she do all that. My mom was always <laughs> been the miscellaneous one. She do all that. She owned a shop. She was a um, cosmetologist and do all that good stuff or whatever. But my mom always, you know, she dibble and dabble in, in all different things. Real estate. Um, Both your fashion, parents entrepreneurs, though, right? My dad never got into the entrepreneurship. Okay. He's part of, he's he's more like the behind the scenes type guy. Mm. He ain't the. He he did he did mention that he does want a, a lounge one day, but nah, my dad's a government guy for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for real. Um, so how long did you stay in the military? For four years, four, almost at five. So about four, four years, seven months. What like made that. you get out? You was just tired. You needed a new yeah, challenge. At the end of the day, I was, I started slacking at the end. You know what I mean? Like the last probably about two or three months, started slacking and all that good stuff, whatever. And I was finding myself inside the uh, NCO's office a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just from being late from late to, um, to uh, what's that PT? Mm-hmm. All that good stuff, whatever. I just wasn't being responsible, you know. Um, my son was just born um, during that time, so I wanted to spend as much time as I can with him. So just couldn't do it. I was like, just uh, where are you stationed at? That's ever did everything here. I didn't leave no not one time. I did. So you've been in Augusta dog, for a minute. Yes, I did basic training at um, Fort Jackson, Fort Benning, Fort Benning. Yeah, okay. Columbus, Georgia. Then I did my AIT on Fort Gordon. And then after I got AIT, I was stationed on Fort Gordon. <laughs> and you did the whole four or five years right on here. Fort Gordon. Right here. Right here. Yep. I mean that that that's probably also why you ain't really like your experience. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't I I wasn't doing anything different. You know, but prior you know, I had I had moved. I had I, I and I traveled a lot. So it's really not yeah. it's not wanting to Get away from Augusta. It's just a mentality thing. Because even now, I live in Augusta still, but I don't feel like I here anymore. Because my mind is just everywhere else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We travel so much that the only time I really see my house is during part of the week. Because we gone every weekend for the most part. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, yeah, I did everything here. <laughs> Unfortunately. What got you into traveling? Was it being a military kid? Military. Military, and I wanted to make sure my son experienced the same thing I did, even though it wouldn't be the same because I wouldn't be moving around like that. You yeah, know? you're never going to be able to give me that Germany experience. <laughs> no. I'm here not. to tell you. There's really no place like that. 
They tried to do it down in, um, you ever been to Helen, Georgia? Mm-mm. It's a small German town. So my mom and them took my Oh, I got to go there. Yeah, that's in the, the pictures that they they show. It's like you know you can go to Oktoberfest and all that good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you go like downtown, as far as um, um, in downtown area, it kind of looks like that. You know, I've never been, but the pictures that I've seen, it's. I know what you're talking about. Something. It's a German town in Texas. Yeah. My mom takes me to all the time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's like you know it's a cool little replica, but it's like it's, it, it's kind of like them Shaq Walmart shoes versus Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just can't get it. like the candy but, over there, the yeah, candy truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the candy truck, the uh, the icy lady. Ice, I stayed yeah. in the building with the icy lady. Oh shit! I stayed on the third floor. She stayed on you the first floor. It. Remember? Yeah, you had okay. the listening. You had the damn. You had to connect. Yeah, yeah. Like because let me get off that. <laughs> well, I was talking about that all day, boy. That's my that's that's my culture. Yeah, but um, yeah, you'll never be able to get from that uh that uh Germany experience living on a base with all your friends and playing how to go get it in the basements. Ooh, <laughs> boy, I named that I named the damn basement the casino. My shit was popping, boy. That shit. Oh, it was. See, see, these uh civilian kids, they don't get it. Mm-mm. Y'all ain't got the same experiences we got. Oh man, y'all don't nah. got it. Nah, <laughs> they got this social media shit going on. Nah, man, we was really out there. We had to go get the number. Yeah, in the you know field with we it. We couldn't DM. You know what I'm saying? In I was out with a it. pen and a piece of paper, hollering, hollering like, "Yo, <laughs> can I holler? Can, can I get I your num- Can I get your number, please?" <laughs> no shit. You know what I mean? Ain't no tracking down nobody on Facebook and shit. Like and them that, phone whatever. lines. And them phone lines used to cost like two dollars yeah, a month. Yeah. So everybody had their own phone line. Six ways. Call yo. You call this person. You know. You call this person. Uh huh. Shit. Everybody had phones in their room. Them mm-hmm. shit was two dollars a month. <laughs> and cell phones were ten dollars a month. Shit was the worst man. Everybody was up, bro. Everybody had cell phones. Chat and, rooms. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was going on then? MSN. MSN chat rooms, yep. yeah. Uh, AOL, AOL, mm-hmm. AOL, MSN. It was AOL then MSN. That's right there, boys. Be popping, boy. Going them black rooms. Then they yeah. went to the damn the whole little uh, what's the um then the MySpace and all that shit. Uh-huh. That so yeah, I remember I, I used to be in the chat rooms and like I used to be lying to girls telling them I was um older than what I was. <laughs> and they used to be joking like why why the hell you type so slow? So I went up to my mom's and was like, yeah, you'll buy me this. Remember the little typing jant with the black girl jumping across the keyboard? I don't think I remember that. Man, if I show it to you, you'll be like, everybody remembers this. It, it was a it was a computer program that taught you how to type with a little black girl jumping across the keyboard. <laughs> see shit, I stayed up all night for a week straight and taught myself how to type so wow. I can get in the chat room. And now I type 100 words a minute. I hear that. <laughs> Shit. I was in third grade when I did this. Mm-hmm. Learn to get your feet, your fingers on the yep. home keys. Yep. Was the A S D, D F, something like that. Yep. And then you just move your fingers up, stuff like that. I think, yeah, I, I, think I hit like sixty. It's crazy. I can't I can't tell you the letters, but I can type. I can't mm-hmm. tell you the letters though. Yep. Like, cause it's it's been programmed to me so long. Just like German, like like I can I can understand everything you say in German, yeah. and I just can't say you it can't back because I just I ain't I ain't spoken it so long. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, you know, in German, I was like, nah, not really. But I can, yeah, I can, you know, I can get around. <laughs> yeah, I used to be able to speak it, bro. I don't know what happened. You speak it like fluently? Yeah, oh, I told you I was shit. in German since I was in German since second grade. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah, and dope. we didn't move until seventh grade. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. You definitely far as the fluent in that joint. Mm-hmm. You were young. Yeah, you I was young, and then I was in I was in those advanced programs, mm-hmm. so that's all we did. I ain't, I ain't start doing dumb shit, bad shit, till we moved here. Got you. 
Move yeah, to Columbia County. Influences. Yeah. But um, so what you did when you got out of the military? Um, I was working at call centers. Um, I started working at T-Mobile. Uh, did T-Mobile. Then I started. I, I went to different call centers and stuff like that. And I'm the type of person where I just I bust my ass hard. You know what I mean? So I moved up in rank. So like for instance, you go to training. And then they come in and tell them stories and shit like that. Like, yeah, I've been here this amount of time, and I moved from being a um, an agent on the floor to being a trainer, a manager in like six months. And I'll be thinking like, oh shit, you did it in six? I'm doing four. Yeah. So I did that in every job that I went to. You know what I'm saying? And then I just got tired of it because I was moving up so fast that people would try to do things to jeopardize my um, my growth. Yeah. And a couple of times I took it, took it to the chin and just were like, you know, I ain't going to say nothing about it. But as I got older, you know what I mean? I got wiser and I started understanding myself. I was like, I ain't going to accept this no more. And then the step, it kept happening and I kept having to defend myself. And I was like, I got to do something different. You know what I'm saying? So um, I took a risk and uh, I opened my, um, my first business uh, with my, you know, shout out to um, Julian. Um, we started Blended Colors. Um, and we started doing far- well. Actually, it went back a little bit, a few years back, because I started. We I was in this um, <laughs> in this uh, entertainment group called Fallback, and we mm-hmm. was promoting parties and shit like that. And we did terrible. We had three parties, and we were negative in all three of the motherfuckers. <laughs> because it was like you know, and somebody told me back then too. It was like just because you know how to go to a party doesn't mean that you know how to throw a party. You know what I mean? And I took that shit and I was very cocky with it. I was like, nigga, I know I throw a fucking party from New York. Fuck out of here. I know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. No, people didn't come because I didn't do it right. I wasn't advertising it correctly. So I took those, I took that stuff and I fast forwarded to 2018. And I just put everything into being an entrepreneur. 2018 was a was kind of like a um, make or break year for me. I was paying for a home, I was paying for cars, all that shit based off ticket sales. You know what I mean? So it became. I was I was pressurized, you know. I was you know it was a lot of a lot of shit on me, but the while I got a lot of opportunities and a lot of things came my way, and you know from there, you know I I I started doing, um, started getting better actually paying jobs because I started networking with people and shit like that. Whatever was that ADP, did that for a little while. Um, now I'm at Allstate, um, and I really do what I want to do at Allstate. I work from home. That shit's gravy. And then me and my wife, we started BTS about two years ago. Um, and that's flourishing. About to open a building downtown. What made y'all start that? Uh, Jamel actually started on the product because she wanted to lose weight, to be honest with you. Oh, can you tell the people what it is first? Oh, my bad. So, I ain't want to. Yeah, so check it. So if y'all ever heard about Herbalife, um, Herbalife has been around for 40 years. Um, these guys, they do everything from shakes to you know healthy treats to now soups. Um, supplements, uh, all that good stuff. So, um, um, all natural, all that good stuff, whatever. Um, and it helps you lose weight, things of that nature. But of course, with anything, it's not going to just, you can't drink it and then you're going to be like Nutty Professor and just drop the weight. You got to work out <laughs> with the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, my wife, uh, she found herself in a, in a, in a, in a, I ain't putting you on blast, babe, but I'm telling the story. Um, <laughs> for real. So, she um she wanted to lose some weight, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So a girl reached out to her, and uh, from Herbalife, and was like, "Hey, you should you know be a coach, you know, start out with the program, you know, get some get some products and see how it works for you." So she lost like 
twenty five pounds in like two months. You know mm, what I'm saying? So that's real was, good. Yeah, you know. So she was uh, she was excited. She was happy. You know what I mean? And in, in it, but still not motivated because Jamel is not the business side of that. She looked at it as okay, I'm losing weight. I love the company. Cool. She wanted me to take the product. I didn't take the products. I didn't want to take the products. I'm skinny as shit. I don't need to take the products. I'm all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was like August of 2018. Uh, twenty No, August of 2019. And then um, January, she qualified to win a trip to Vegas, mm. right? Based off the sales she was getting, you know, because she was advertising, she was losing weight, so other people was buying in, all that good stuff, whatever. So I was like, all right, bet I'm coming with you because I ain't going to send you to no goddamn, you know, retreat with other guys and shit like that, whatever. And I ain't there, especially in <laughs> Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you've been to Vegas, you know, it's Sin City for real. You know, yeah. get a couple of drinks in yourself. You don't know where the fuck you're at. Um, so they got to be some Molly in them drinks. <laughs> boy, every time I go to goddamn Vegas, man, I get lit. Man, I don't know what the hell they put in that damn them drinks, dogs. But I'll be up and down, up and down the damn uh, the strip. But anyway... Fast forward, that was January. We went February. So this is right before the whole, um, this is February 2020. It's right before COVID and all that stuff hit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All the, the shutdown and all that good shit. So I go out there and I meet these guys. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, he said, last month I made, I think he said, 90000 in one month. You know what I mean? And I said, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I've seen the business. I see it on Instagram and all that good stuff, whatever. And he was like, I just sold the product. You know what I'm saying? I sold the product. Um, people believed in me. I told my story and things of that nature and just went from there. You know what I mean? So I was like, I want to do that shit. I want $90,000 in a month. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, we spent the whole weekend with them guys, like three days and shit like that, whatever. Man, we get um, we get back home. I tell Jamel, I was like, yo, we need to start this shit. When you start doing shakes, when you start doing tea, when you start doing something. And she's like, where are we going to do it at? I said, we're going to do it at the goddamn house. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I started making, we um, started, a, uh, I don't know, you remember last year, we started a um, fit camp. Yeah, I remember. We was working out, out outdoors and shit like that, whatever. We hadn't made a tea. So we started the fit camp in May. We came back from Vegas in February. So I had told about the idea to make the teas and the shakes and all that good stuff, but we never got to it. Work got involved, got kids and all that shit. So May come around, so we like, well, what are we going to give them at the damn, um, whatever? I said, we should give them samples of the damn um, the Herbal Life products and shit like that, whatever. She was like, nah. I was like, yeah, we should. So I made the teas. Man, I sold, had to be like 17 teas in like two hours or some shit like that, whatever. I was like, shit, we need to put this shit on paper, man, and, and do it. So we started the business, and then from there, man, we started averaging like 50 or 60 teas a week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Selling like $7 a, a, a pop. <clears throat> I was like, I don't want these motherfuckers coming to my house no more. And I don't feel like driving to meet them. So I was like, I'm going to start an LLC. So I started the LLC. I got the business plan and all that good stuff. And I started presenting it to people. I started finding buildings downtown. I presented it to one person. And he was like, yo, I believe in you. And I want to I wanna fully fund the building, renovations, all that shit. You mm. know, off one business plan. And I just had to believe in it. I sat down. I, I sat down. I prayed on it. You know what I mean. And it just came into fruition. You know. And that's how all that stuff came 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 to wraps. And the building that we're actually going to be in um, is off of uh, Ave Street. And the reason why it's not open now is because on top of the building, they're building 14 Airbnbs. 
So it's gonna they gotta do that first before they can start on my building downstairs. So it's gonna be my homeboy stay on Eighth Street, Damo. I don't know if you seen him on my pod. You know the corner of um Gauchos? You know Gauchos yeah. is? That's my my building's on the end of that. Okay. It used to be the old um what's the uh what's the vegan place? Um Oh uh, Humanitary. Humanitary. It used to yeah. be the old Humanitary and they moved across the street. Uh huh. Yeah. <clears throat> it's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. You know, um I'm all about, you know, uplift, uplifting, you know, um, helping out the community and all that good stuff, whatever. So, I can't wait. For real, for real. It's going to be dope. And, um, um, how do you balance having a business and having a nine to five? Mm. I say that I have to in my mind. I say I got to do it. If I don't, who is? You know, so... I just, I'm okay with, I have to, I, I first, I, I became okay with being tired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because some people are like, shit, I'm going to be tired. I ain't going to do that shit. You know what I mean? I had to say, okay, well, shit, I'm probably, tonight, I'm not going to get but three hours of sleep. You know what I mean? So, I had to care, because it's not just nine to five in business. It's nine to five. It's business. Family. It's family. Mm-hmm. Trade. My son right now is in three leagues, three basketball leagues. So, it's that, and I don't miss no games. I don't miss no practices. You know what I'm saying? And if 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 we are late for one, he'll miss that shit together. We all together, we're gonna miss it together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's uh it's it's difficult. I'm not gonna say it's it's easy. Um I may make it look easy, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of, you know, it makes it easier that like I work from home. <laughs> for real. I can do I can do the, you know, because you know we started the podcast too. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um the VT, I do the VTS, all the business stuff. I do my nine to five, and then by the time six o'clock come around, my wife and my son is walking in the door, and then it's a whole nother job. You know what I mean? At that, and I, but I enjoy it. You mm. know what I mean? It uh, the benefits is 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 so much greater when you just put your mind to it. <laughs> event planning. What got you into um event planning? Um. Because that's your business called the Wells Project, right? Yeah, the Wells Rich Project. So I hated going to um, clubs, and they weren't they weren't fulfilling me. I was going out and shit like that. With it. I'm like, shit's whack. Like, <laughs> like for real, like, it's, it's, it's it's whack. It's not me. It was like, yo, that shit was lit. I'm like, I don't know where you got that lit shit from. I don't like this. I'm like, why are they not attracting like better looking girls? I was like, I go out to damn to Walmart and I see better looking girls in Walmart. Than I do in them in the clubs because they're not the the classy women are not coming to these spots because of the crowd that they actually bring. I mean that's Augusta also though. Yeah, true. Augusta has a history of uh, hole in the wall ratchet clubs. Like I just told somebody today that okay, truth. I'm just gonna say the, mm-hmm. the club name. Truth. The ideal of truth. I know the owners of truth. One of the owners, and before it even opened, I had a conversation with him. And he told me, he was like, yeah, we're going to bring that Atlanta scene to Augusta. Mm. And I I had to hold my laugh because I was like, everybody says that. Empire yeah. said that. Everybody said that. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he brung it. It worked for like two, three weeks. After that, back to smoking blunts in the club with Japan sag wearing designer. They want to get the money. They yeah. want to get the, the money is more important than the product. I always say it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd rather have a hundred, a hundred people of quality than to sell out five hundred, and then nobody ever comes to another one of my events again. 
You know what I'm saying? What do I have to say? Oh, I had 500 people at an event. Did you have another one? No. Why? Because shit, they shot out the place or it was a bad, I don't know, they had a bad experience. So those are the, those are the major reasons of why I wanted to create an experience for people that they, that made them feel like they were in Atlanta or make them feel like they were in New York or make them feel like they was in LA or make them feel like they were just not in Augusta. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Nothing wrong with Augusta. Augusta has raised me from 18, 19 to 37. You know what I mean? Um, have no, nothing wrong with it, but just like I said, it's a mentality that they have. But I wanted to change that. And I said, I, I give myself five years. And when I started it, I said, I'm giving myself five years. I'm going to build up the World Rich Project events. And then from there, I'm going to take this shit global. You know what I mean? Because I have so many different ideas as far as events that go through my mind daily. Some of them I even give them away. You know what What's I mean? the um the uh, first event you uh, did? We did uh, Art Inspires Music. So we had a live um, live artist. He painted um, Michael Jackson, came in there with a canvas probably about the size. Uh, it's probably about 30 by 40, mm -hmm. something like that canvas. It was white. He painted it black. It took him 45 minutes. He painted a um, whole Michael Jackson in 45 minutes live in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? We did that. We had a live band. Um, we had uh, two spoken word um, people. And then I had different artists um, bring. I had a person from Philly. had a chick um, from, uh, where's she? Deja's from. She's from uh, New York. And then my other guy, Arthur, he's, from, he's actually from here. From South Carolina, had art everywhere and all that good stuff. Whatever, uh, no DJ. It was actually um, all um, acoustic music, all all uh, all as far as band music. People had a good time. You know what I mean? Had the drinks. So you put some money into this event, then? Uh, to be honest with you, man. Because <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a lot of travel fees. Let me right tell there. you, like, let me tell you now. The actual, the most expensive part of the event was the venue. The venue cost me five hundred dollars. Everything else, everybody else did everything out of love because they oh, okay. were they were doing um, what the plan was. You're bringing your art. Their art hasn't really has never been seen. You know what I'm saying? You're bringing your art here so it can be sold. And all three of them had art pieces sold that night. You know what I mean? And then the only people that really made money was the actual. I had um, little bottle girls that were. Delivering the drinks and all that good stuff, whatever. So I really, I would say, far as I probably put maybe a thousand dollars into that party, not 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 major. It wasn't mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't too crazy. I'm smart with it, you know what I mean. I'm just gonna be a nice experience, but I got yeah, I gotta be smart. Have that. you put on an event and uh, took a major loss? Nope, I haven't. All my events have been successful. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> they For have. Sure. Thank God. They um. I I looked forward to for a loss. I did, you know. I was like, I know it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna. This one is people not gonna. They're not gonna like for instance, I did a um a uh, gay pride event, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boy, it took me two weeks to harp on that shit. I was like, I, I, my, um, my my business partner Julian was like, yo, we should do one. It's it's gay pride um, week. We should do an event. We should do one. I was like, man, I don't know, cause I don't know if I'll be able to cater to them people the right way because I'm not that and I don't want to disrespect that culture so I had to sit on it for like two weeks I did and then we did it it was it, it popped off it was major it was major man we had a lot of because what we wanted to do was get the people that were um, traveling down the sidewalk down Broad Street 
and have them come up because the building that we were in was at the end of um, 6th Street, I believe. I can't remember. But it had like upstairs. You had to walk into the upstairs. And we had somebody sitting outside with that little gay pride flag, flag whatever like that. And next thing I know, dog, you pay, I said they could pay $20 and it was unlimited drinks. Man, I had about 50 people inside there. Mm. It was major. It was great. You know what I'm saying? And How you pull off unlimited drinks, though? <laughs> so wine. I have a vendor that I actually go through. I only pay $3 a bottle for wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys got my secret. Now you're on my secret on champagne, though, you know. So, um, but I, I, I could, I could include it, you know, as a price and stuff like that, whatever. But I feel like that was that was something that I that I never that I never experienced too, going to a party, and that's why I do that. All my events have free drinks, mm-hmm. except for that gay party event because we had, um, we had the damn um, hunch punch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I put some money into that. So I was like, all right, pay $20 and just unlimited drinks all night, whatever. Which is still, damn, like free drinks. <laughs> but um, I uh, I want people to leave like I like I gave you something. You know, it's the incentive. You know what I'm saying? You can party with me. I, I support you. You know, party with me. So this is my token to say I'm thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? So generally, it's only, it's, I only do um, wine. Um, sometimes I may do like a signature drink. But it's generally only wine. I don't want people to be chill. What you think the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur has been for you? Um, time. The time. I just told Blue today, I said, man, if I had three more hours in, in, in the day, I would be good. Just yeah. give me 27 hours in a day, I swear yeah. I'll be good. Facts. Time, man. It's not enough time in the world for for um, for the things that you actually do. Like I took a I took a risk doing this this New Year's party. You know what I mean? Because I generally only gave myself a month to sell 100 tickets. Mm-hmm. And I know I can do it, you know what I mean, based off the bars and ticket sales now. You know what I mean? But um, that's it. It's just the, it's the time. The time, 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 time. It's just not enough time in the day. Not enough. It's just not enough time. It really not. Even with the event time that I get, get three hours, even in that time frame, I'm like, I'm trying to put as much as I can <laughs> in that three hours as I can, but I can't because I don't want to, you know, oversaturate it. You know, so that's the major thing. I would think the second thing, you know, what I'm saying would probably be uh, as far as hard um, taking criticism. I didn't take it well in the beginning. You know, what I mean, a lot of people, as far as said things, exactly as far as um, that I know, you know, they were determined to make me stop, and people that were close to me, you know, what I mean, too. Um, so just kind of taking that shit on the chin, on the chin, and be like, you know, they coming from a different place, a different place of energy that I don't, I don't have to accept because I know me, and I know exactly what I want to do, and just keep going forward. Mm. Yeah. So now let's talk about uh, the live show y'all started. How did y'all come up with this live show, and uh, what's the live show about? So um, shout out to How, um, sincerely, um, a How and Ralph, Ralph Sneaks on Instagram. Um, they actually to give you a story about that they actually both used to be my barbers well Ralph Ralph is still my barber and Hal used to be my barber when he was here so I used to have conversations with Ralph sitting in the chair you know about things outside of just sports you know family um, kids uh, all type of different stuff whatever like rap all that shit you know R&B same thing I did with Hal you know getting deep when he first had his his, uh, his son 
talking about kids, his his son, you know, raising raising kings and shit like that, whatever. So they had started doing lives early in the year, close to like the end of last twenty twenty. And I used to watch theirs and stuff like that, whatever. Um, and fast forward to May of this year, he reached out to me. He was like, yo, I got a business opportunity. How? He's like, I got a business opportunity for you, dog. He said, I want you to join our All or Nothing Media um, group. I was like, okay, shit. What you want me to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because me, you know, when I, I don't do things to get things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do them because I want to do them out the kindness of my heart. But he was like, man, you insp- you inspire, we watch you, you inspire people, you know what I'm saying? You're constantly motivating, you're uplifting and stuff like that, whatever, and we want to bring that aspect to our lives. So actually, it was supposed to be me having a day by myself, you know what I'm saying? And I'll just be talking by myself. But we started vibing, we started like trying to figure out different topics, and then in that, you know what I'm saying? It was like, well, shit, we should do all this shit together, you know what I mean? So we started the live, we did a pilot, it was receptive. You know what I mean, and from there, man, we started just doing different, um, different, different topics daily. You know what I mean, different topics. As far as we talk, we talk every day to this to this point, um, and bringing up everything from you know social injustice to you know the black race uh, to sex. <laughs> we started the after dark shit. Um, yeah, I seen that. I things. thought. Um... I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the relationship things y'all did. Yeah. Like, didn't y'all have like three weeks in a row where um I think you had your wife on there mm-hmm. and then Ralph had his girlfriend and then um how how had random, a random lady. Random girl. Yep. Yeah. Yep, we did that. Um we did it for about we did it for I think we did two series of that. Two or three series of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like two. Um and that was it was great. That was very that was really, really receptive. So we did that on Tuesday nights and then we did our main podcast on Wednesday nights. Um and then this, you know, random stuff throughout the actual week. Um but now we actually took a hiatus um due to because now we're gonna start doing post production. Um so we're gonna start that in the beginning of January. Um so we got our equipment sitting in my dang um in my house right now. I'm anxious to open the box up so we can get to it. Um, mics and all that good stuff, whatever. So GoPros and all that shit. So we trying to do all types oh, of that's what's stuff. Up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's um we just want you know we just we just we just we want to inspire. Um if you guys want to check it out, it's all or nothing, all or none media um on um Instagram and we also on Facebook as well too. So check out the past shows and all that good stuff, whatever man, and get your learn on. For <laughs> real. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna see this uh this podcast thing get interesting, man. Mm-hmm. I be noticing though, like when I watch y'all shows, mm-hmm. I just told somebody this recently. It's only a handful of people I know that make me and Mary look cool. You one of them, because you know I don't believe in marriage, but <laughs> y'all make it look real cool. Like, okay, I dig this. I can fuck with this. It ain't that easy. I'm telling you that right now, boy. I'm on here being very How transparent. How long you been married? How long ten you been years. married? Actually, ten, ten years. years. This year. This How year did was you, ten years. How did y'all make it ten years? Oh shit! Um, How did she make it ten years? God damn, boy! Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! It's uh, communication is is the is the main. I made sure we ended with this too. Yeah, <laughs> this the most important one. Communication is very key. Um, dating your spouse is very key. Um, the uh, the ability to humiliate yourself, humiliate yourself. Um, and be humble to your your spouse as well as be um, unselfish. You have to do those things. You, it's not about you anymore. 
And once you realize that, you know, I mean, the longevity gets even longer and longer. Because my parents have been married now 38 years. They've been together for 45. Let me ask you a question based off that. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I really wanted to ask you this on camera. So you growing up seeing a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. how much of that do you think factored into you growing up and having a healthy relationship? I wanted to mimic it. I want. I wanted it. I, I saw it now. You know, my, my parents. You know, they have. You know, every relationship has their ups and downs. You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying you're gonna argue, you're gonna just you're gonna bicker, all that shit, cuss each other out, all that bullshit. You know, what I'm saying. But the love is really what you actually see. You see the love. You see exactly how they are. They take care of each other. You see how how your mom. You know, my dad has a long day. She rubs his back. You know, what I mean, my dad mm-hmm. comes and my mom is crying, stuff like that. He, May go buy her a car, you know, some some shit, you know what I'm saying, something yeah. like that, you know. Um, those those things was a, it was a huge factor in uh, me and Jamil's relationship, and I wanted to see they at that time my parents probably were married. Let me see, twenty some years when me and Jamil got together. No, yeah, twenty some years, and I wanted that, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, whatever I have to do, um, I'm going to try my best, you know, to uh, stay married. It's been a, it's been, it's been rough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there, I would say it's more, more ups than downs. Cause I mean, you get, um, I got a child, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I got a, my son, he'll be, he'll be 12 on Friday, December 10th. Um, and it, that's the, the biggest blessing. He only you know? 12 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He five, three. <laughs> yeah, he he's the biggest huge. blessing, man. But that's that is you know it's the communication, putting the time in, you know what I mean, um, and love, love unconditionally. If you have conditions, then it's not gonna work. For real. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, man, we've been together fourteen years, been married ten. <laughs> Ooh, that's a long time, dog. Yeah. Especially nowadays, because uh, the last pod we actually did, my dog Rello said that he don't believe that. Uh, that our generation is going to be able to have those type of love stories that you just said. That's why I wanted to make sure I asked you that question we, as a follow up for that. <laughs> we, we they won't. So that's why. I, that's why I don't know. You remember that question that I put out, and I still put it on the uh, podcast too. And I said the uh, um, first date vacation. Yeah. And people was like, "No, I don't want to do that shit." But I had a lot of people say, "Yeah," and I had a lot of people that said they got married from first date vacations. So just to explain, I put a question out on our podcast a few months ago. And I said, instead of going out to eat on your first date, take your girl or take that guy on a trip out of town. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you can figure out exactly who they really are when you put them in that type of element. Are they a person? Are they money hungry? Or is this the, this the, this the life that they want to live? Or are they humble? You can see a lot of those, those things, you know what I mean, in a lot of people. Some people took it different. They was like, hell no, I ain't spending that money on the person. <laughs> Not doing that. I'm like, you're in control of the situation. Yeah. Because... If they are that person, you're gonna spend that lot. You're gonna spend that type of money when you go out to eat, anyways. You know what I'm saying? So why not go on a trip as far as enjoy each other? You're getting the best of both worlds. If she if she ain't right for you or he ain't right for you, then do your own thing. Leave. Check. Yeah, you trying to set people up for the kill. I get it, but hey, I'm gonna um, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story because that reminds me of a situation, and uh, I'm not gonna say who it is, but the story is hilarious. Mm-hmm. This guy, this girl asked this guy to go on a trip with her. And when they got there, the girl was like, yeah, man, I'm so glad we're on this trip together. You know, uh, I really wanted you going on a trip because I'm actually celibate right now. And I knew, you know, you don't really care about sex that much. And the guy was like, 
you're absolutely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. He was like, he was like, uh, we should go up to the desk and get separate rooms. (laughs) I, we, okay, got you. Nah, 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 nah. He, 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 he. This isn't about me. He, 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 yes. That is, uh... That is an element, but see, that's also an element that you're figuring out that type of person. You're figuring that person out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm celibate. So, all right. So, I got a girl. She says, all right, I'm, I'm, she says she's celibate. I go out there. And maybe she's the one to take me on a date. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So, her mom, she was like, okay, the only thing he thinks about is sex. So, that he's not the right one for me. You know what I'm saying? So, you figure those things out. You know what I mean? It's, not, it's okay to be, be yourself. You know what I mean? If that's who you are, then that's who you are. If they don't accept See, that, then you figure Rodney, it out. you way more mature than me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because me, <laughs> I'm like, Charlie, we in Puerto Rico. You're not trying to have sex, and then I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. I hate all that menosphere shit. Got you. But I have no idea why a woman in her 30s mm-hmm. with multiple children mm-hmm. is celibate. I don't get it whatsoever. It makes zero sense in my head. That I don't either. <laughs> I know. So I know, you had to throw the maturity I, out of so it. I, I do. So I'm gonna tell you right now. I, there's a there's a girl now um, that I know. Uh, shit, if I say this, is probably gonna be. They probably know who it is. But anyway, it's a girl that I know exactly. She's in her 30s. She has mm-hmm. multiple kids, things of that nature, and she's celibate. And every time I look at her post, and I'm like, why and how? Like you, what is what's the reason? Like. You're you're shooting down guys and telling them exactly that you're not this um, because why? What's your what's your angle? Yeah, you know what I'm saying what's the end goal are you, in this? Are you doing it because you have it 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 hurt you? That's different. If it hurt you, then okay. Are you doing it to? Are you doing it far as just to um to uh to play a game? Because you know some chicks, you know they say the power of the pussy is 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 uh is key, but I don't believe in that shit. Like, yeah, your 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 pussy ain't gonna make me do nothing. Not at all. Nothing. <laughs> it's crazy too. Like when I was young, I was real childish, and I was like, "Yeah, I ain't, I ain't taking no girl serious that I have sex with on the uh, first date." And um, now that I'm grown, I'm like, "Bro, that shit don't matter." Not true. Because you, you gotta think, of, you gotta look at yourself as being like, "Shit, maybe I'm just that." That's special. <laughs> that's how I looked at the shit. I did. You know what I mean? Oh, so I, nah. When, so. my, when my dog Blue hear you say that, that's going to hit a nerve. My nigga Blue said, he said, and, and, and I'm quoting Blue, he said, y'all niggas need to stop thinking y'all Chris Brown. Y'all niggas think that y'all a moonwalking pretty nigga when oh, she just chose you that night. You are not special. Shit. She just chose you because it was your turn. If it happens more than once, then the shit, we are Chris Brown. <laughs> that's what I told him. He be, he be getting mad at me talking about Slim, Slim, you got too much confidence i'm like i know you ain't talking no, 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 no. i ain't gonna cast you down chick because you had sex on the first night i would have sex with me on the first night <laughs> see i feel like that's the confidence you're supposed to have as a man yeah, it is what it is what it, they're gonna do what they want to do yeah like, you know what i'm saying and they they have in their mind that you know they want to have they want to have sex with you just as well as you got in your mind that you want to actually do it you know what i mean they just want to they some people just want to make the man the sex craze, sex yeah. hungry type person, and we it's, it goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you. It depends who you is though, because like I, I ain't gonna lie, I've never been the guy in a relationship with the higher sex drive. My sex drive super low. Yeah, well, I can't say that I have. I say I can't. No, cause I no, I generally do have. 
My sex drive is just high. Fuck it. <laughs> it is. I'm just. I, I, I'm. I, I ain't no like no fucking. You know, freak ass. Ah, yeah. I got a pretty. Se- I got a pretty high sex drive. I do. So let me ask you because uh, we normally don't even like get too deep into sex on this podcast, but I have to ask you. It was a post that was circulating everywhere, and everybody was talking about it. And they was like, "Yeah, if your man don't have sex with you at least two days, uh, excuse me, two times a day, he's cheating on you." And everybody was like, "Who the hell having sex every day?" Hell yeah! So what's your question? The, The question is, do you do you think married people? Should have sex every day. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 Is right, that so possible? Yeah. If you have a structured life. Okay. If your life is structured, then yeah. Um, if you you got a nine to five, you wake up every day to, you know what I'm saying? You go to sleep at a certain hour, you watch your shows and all that good stuff, whatever. You guys wake up every day together. Then yeah, I think that you can do it every day. Is it realistic? No, it's not because <laughs> that's what I'm asking. <laughs> people, <laughs> I think you can, but it's not realistic. You can people get tired. You know, what I mean, some nights are longer than others. Um, sick, um, child. Um, you have guests that come over. You know, all those different things take you out of your energy and take you out of your element. Um, now, realistically, three or four times a week, yes. Okay. I can go for that. I'm more so of a uh, two times a week guy, but I can go for three or four. That's cool. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, now that I'm married, <laughs> I can't even tell you exactly parts. You know how many how many times per week? I guess because it's not when it gets when it gets to this this point. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not that it's not important. Yeah, it's the it's partnership that, is more important. Yeah. And you you're thinking of different ways in a marriage to build that connection. So if sex is the only one and you don't have sex, then you don't have connection. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta figure out, okay, what? Do we like trips together? Do we like cooking together? Do we like um shit driving fast and nice cars together? I don't fucking know. Something. You know what I mean? So that takes away from the element as well too. You know. Where you like to travel to? What's your favorite travel spot? Puerto Rico. It's crazy that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Puerto Rico, bro. I love Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico is um the culture is dope out there. I guess it's because I'm from New York mm-hmm. and being around the Puerto Ricans in the Bronx, <laughs> you know, it's like home to me. Um but uh hands down probably second close to it, Miami. Miami. Why you like Miami? The script clubs. Oh my fucking gosh. G five is something serious, boy. That's I guess because when we went through the experience that G five was just so fucking amazing, you know. So we, you like women with with uh, fake asses? Nah, not really. You know, I don't really. Uh, That's what being the script club, though. Yeah, but not the ones that always attract to me. They be them tall, light skinned, natural body chicks. You know what I'm saying? Your wife like uh, script clubs? Yeah, she does now. <laughs> 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 she does now, boy, for real. Like she know I'm I'm definitely we going out of town, I'm hitting one. That's for sure. I got to go. It's like it's just the experience of being out there. And she'll tell me, you know what I mean, hey, you wanna go to strip club? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Um, so uh yeah. I like that. I like Miami for that and the weather. But Puerto Rico, if I gotta go anywhere, it's Puerto Rico every time. Where you like to stay in Miami? 
Um, I stay now. I stay at uh on Biscayne at the uh, DoubleTree. So they mm-hmm. have the DoubleTree there, their hotel. They have one side that's the regular hotels, and they have another side that's penthouses. Mm-hmm. So I got I lucked up. My sister had a 30th birthday, so I was like, all right, book the rooms and shit like that, whatever. So I found that spot, and I had one room that was it was a penthouse. It was on a 27th floor, 32nd floor, all white. Three bedroom shit was laid all white. I'm talking about white damn marble floors, couches white like it's like belly when they yeah. walked in um, and Tommy yeah. crib. It looked like that. And then the, the room that my sister and stayed in was like an earth tone room. It was dope, you know what I mean. And I was like, shit. Every time I come to Miami, I'm staying here. So I took my homeboy um, for his birthday a couple of years ago, and we had they put us in a new penthouse all the way at the top floor it was like forty on the forty third floor. It was pretty dope. So that I never stay anywhere else but that place. You know, and mm. you see everybody. I met um I met Joel Santana there. He was there. Uh, I met um Rogier, Terry Rogier, that played for um Charlotte. Yeah. You meet anybody. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's dope. So um ten years of marriage, how do how do you keep the flame going? That's what everybody wants to know. Dating. <laughs> Shoot, for real. Dating and um you said that a lot this podcast dating yeah. is real important huh dating is really important cause you you have to make your girl feel special if she don't feel special and you're looking at other women then she's like oh, what the fuck is going on you know what I mean so like why are you not showing me the same attention that you're showing um, her you know what I mean you have those those conversations happen the conversations happen to me you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I I'm still I'm still shocked you like strip clubs. I am. I wouldn't have took you for a strip club guy. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> man, man, man. How much you normally throw in a strip club? Uh me, I'm more of like a private area. So I Oh, you like, really like strip clubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get private areas, dogs. <laughs> so we had I'm gonna give you one story, man. And this is when I went to um, my wife, my 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 sister turned thirty. This is 2017, and we go to G5, and they like, so what are we about to do? So it's eleven of us, mm-hmm. all my cousins, first cousins, second cousins. So what are we about to, we about to do? My homeboy actually came too. He's like, what are we about to do, dog? We gonna get a bottle, whatever like that. And I was like, definitely getting the bottle. So he was like, all right, let's get the bottle. We got like two bottles of um, Ciroc. And they was like, with the bottles, the two bottles of rock, y'all can get a private section in the back area. So I was like, all right, cool. And they said, in that back area, comes with one girl. So I was like, all right. So the one girl was like, oh, I like y'all. Y'all dope. She brings her girl or whatever like that, right? So right now, we probably in $300, something like that, whatever. Not a lot of money. Yeah, that's not that bad. I had like probably $100 in ones, something like that, that I had took out. I went home with seventy dollars in ones. They liked us so much that they danced with us the whole fucking night for free. It was like two or three hours that we was back there with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just the experience and the, and the energy. Cause it's not about the sex. Yeah. You know what I mean, when I go there, it's about the. I like hearing the goddamn strip club, the stripper stories. I do. They got the craziest fucking stories of why they why they strip. Um, I like <laughs> to see. I like ass in my face. I like titties in my face. I'm just being honest. My wife knows. I was in Magic City, dog, on my birthday a couple of years ago, and they pulled me on stage. That shit was amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad. I'm glad people don't see strip club when they look at me. It's good. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't take you for that guy because my homeboys that love strip clubs, they like strip clubs because uh, they like uh, purchasing box. Mm. They mm. love it. 
Mm. And you know, script clubs, especially the hole in the wall script yeah. clubs. Yeah, that's true. you're gonna get you some too great easy. box for forty dollars. Too easy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna be completely transparent in this. So I used to hate strip clubs. Yeah, with a fucking passion, I hated them because I was like, I can't have them. You know what I mean? Why am I coming here and I'm putting all this money into them and I can't even go home with these goddamn girls? You know what I'm saying? I was mad. I was like, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? Until I started figuring it out. Like, well, actually, I started making more money. Yeah, I think that's the big one too. Yeah, I started making more money, and then when I when I went back, and the amount of money that you know that we that we put on the table, it it they gave us a different reaction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I was like, all right, cool, I can deal with this. You know, it's chill. I can still, you know, I one time I ate like a 16 ounce steak while a girl was giving me lap dance in the damn um, strip club. Now my my wife knows your story, so don't think that I'm I'm hiding. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's probably one of my um my secrets that a lot of people don't know. I mean, um, I don't I don't, I don't think nobody wife should trip about somebody going to the strip club. Mm-hmm. It's just a strip club, like, and then especially like if you know strippers, strippers don't be in there trying to fuck nobody. Mm-hmm. They really be scared. As, some of them be scared as a motherfucker. Some of them just be vets. Like, that's literally they nine to five. Oh, they, they got another plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm going to make my money and I'm out. You know what I mean? And they just like you said, they be scared. I don't know. So you like Miami strip clubs more than uh, Atlanta? Hell no. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, you said what place do I like to travel? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I know we ain't on that. Yeah, How man. you feel about Houston strip clubs? I haven't been to one. Oh, you gotta go. I haven't been to one. I've been you to Dallas. Go. I've been to Dallas Strip Club. No, you gotta go to Houston. I gotta go to Houston one. I haven't been to Houston Strip Club, man. I've been to clubs out there. I've never been to a strip club, but I am gonna make that. I told you, Houston, you're gonna get you something for $40 or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't need that. I'm, I'm just that. I'm just saying, let's, let's, if you know, bring your cousins with you, <laughs> put, a, put a disclosure at the bottom of this damn pod. <laughs> Rodney would not. <laughs> and they're getting you know it for $40. For real. No, I was just saying that. I was I just saying that, just, you know, <laughs> out in the open. Not you per se, just anybody. Yeah, you get $40, boy, for real. Your hot $40 just, all you yeah. need, $40. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. <laughs> I love Houston too. Houston cool as mm-hmm. hell. That's one thing I can't say. I went I went back in twenty nineteen for a wedding and it was uh I was like, Yeah, this this culture is dope. I can fuck with it for real. See, I think you like traveling like I like traveling. Mm-hmm. So this is like the first time I've had a conversation with somebody in here on the podcast that likes traveling mm-hmm. besides the uh, scamming rappers that be on here. Yeah, true. And they don't count. Yeah, true. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, worries. too, before I say what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I got to mute all the scammers on my on my timelines. I'll be jealous as hell. And I'm never jealous of another grown-ass man, but those scammers, they make me jealous as hell. It's you got to put them because I know scammers. That's the thing about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I and I a lot. Some some of them are kind of close to me. You know what I mean? And that that's their hustle. They do what they do and all that good stuff. Whatever. I can do. I do I say there's some type of envy when it comes to it. I'm not gonna lie and say it doesn't. Some stuff does cross my mind. I'm like shit. I'm over here busting my ass. You know what I mean? Doing this shit the right way. This motherfucker right here just scamming motherfuckers out of this shit and just do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I do think about it like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scamming man, one day, one day they in Cali blowing big dope for four days on a mm-hmm. balcony. Mm-hmm. Next day they in PR. Yeah. In a jacuzzi for Chilling. like four girls they paid for. Yeah. 
It's yeah, like, man. nah, I gotta mute you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta mute you. And I'm over here, damn. I'm Busting over here, my ass. editing shit. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Bro. I'm doing pies. I'm doing fucking. I'm family man. All this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and your bro. ass over here popping bottles and shit like that. Yeah. Money that you just stole for somebody else. Yes, <laughs> that ain't fair. You know what I mean? It's not fair. Shoot. But y'all went on a trip, man. That I wish I could have came across. I, y'all went to Denver. Right? Yeah. With my man, what's my man? Um, Hen. Hen. Yeah, that right there. I was like, yo, I wish I could have been part of that trip. That's one place I haven't been. I'm gonna be honest too. That was a dope trip, but uh, I had just tore my uh, Achilles. Mm. So when we went to the mountains to the casino, I couldn't. I couldn't walk. The elevation was too high. It gotcha. swelled up my whole foot. It was just way too high. And they were like, we'll just push you on the wheelchair. And I was like, nah, I'm not getting pushed in the wheelchair. (laughs) I just stayed in the Jeep the whole time. But that was a dope trip, especially like when you travel somewhere, Mm -hmm. you want to experience the elements. So going to Denver and it's snowing, that was perfect. All that shit. I was like, yo, did they plan that shit? Did they they, they bought the snow out when the motherfuckers got there? Yeah, it snowed the whole time too. Damn, man. And we had a chef out there. Let's see, that's yeah, fine. It was I cool. remember that. Yeah, I remember all the elements. That joint was dope. That was real dope, man. I was like, yeah, I definitely got to get out to Denver. I was supposed to do it for Thanksgiving, but um, this whole COVID thing, my in laws got yeah. scared. So. But also traveling with me though, like traveling somewhere to work versus traveling somewhere to chill is just mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So like in Denver, I was you know we was out there doing some work, mm-hmm. so it was just a little different experience. But yeah, I'm about to get back on my traveling tip though. I've been, you been I've been working real hard. Oh. Uh, I really ain't been nowhere, dog. I, I've been working so much. Gotcha. I've been going places working. Gotcha. Okay. But I don't. I don't been some places, yeah. especially working. Um, I, I don't been to Houston like three times. I ended up meeting some people in Houston. Uh, where else I've been? I don't been random places like sh- sh- I went to Charlotte, went to Charleston, um, Atlanta, of course, all the fucking time. Charleston is a um, is on the radar. Dope spot. Like people don't really go out. To people Charles, don't know. Let me Charleston tell people about dope. Charleston because I went for the first time this year. Let me tell yeah. people about Charleston. Charleston. Charleston is a great spot to yeah. go on a trip with your girl. Shit. It is perfect. Yeah, Ain't <laughs> nothing but cigar lounges, and I love cigars. You know, I'm a cigar kind of sewer. Cigar lounges and seafood. Mm-hmm. I love. Man, I I could go to Charleston tonight yeah. and go get me a twelve count of oysters mm-hmm. <laughs> and a big cigar, and I'm good. Facts. Here's another place you can go to, man. I'm gonna give you a um, Destin, Florida. I want to go there. Every Destin, time I was supposed to go, I never went. I want to go. That there is no look. <laughs> go as soon as as soon as now you think Charleston is good. I feel Destin is better because of you know the clear water, the river walks, you know the boats that's out there, all that good stuff. It's dope. It's just you're gonna get a fly house. If you're gonna do an Airbnb, you're gonna get a fly crib, and it's not gonna be. You know, a lot. It's going to be a dope crib. So, yeah. you enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, my favorite vacation spot, though, is Tampa. I love Tampa. Tampa's dope. I love Tampa. Tampa's cheap as hell. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa reminds me of Augusta, too. Tampa, dope. I like Tampa. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Tampa reminds me of Augusta because they got all them, all them hole-in-the-wall bars mm-hmm. with the dollar beers. I got Ebor That's some Augusta City. shit. Ebor City. Ebor cigar City. City. Yeah. That's my yeah. shit. I, I went to a cigar place. It was a small little cigar place. Over there, Ebor City. As soon as I walk in, the um, humidor was to my left, and then it was just a small little area, but it was dope. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was real fly. I love a cigar place. I know exactly Shit. the exact one you talking about. You talking about the Cuban spot? Was it in a um in like a complex? 
Yup. Type shit. Yeah. That's the Cuban spot. Yeah, they be in there the playing dog. dominoes in there. I don't know the if they, Cubans. Was, I got a, I got a job out there um, in Tampa. I was there for like two weeks and my wife was like, I want to I go back to Augusta. I was like, oh shit. She ain't like it? She, my, so what happened was I got the job. Jamila went out there with me. I got the job. It was like, all right, bet. Come back. You report this time, whatever like that. So she had came out. She came with me to the interview and all that good stuff, and they hired me on the spot, pretty much. So we spent like three days there, whatever like that. We looking for houses and all that good shit, whatever. So she comes back here, and then I report or whatever, and then her parents is in her ear, and you know why are you leaving? You taking Trey? Trey was like three. No, Trey had to be like four. Trey before something like that this time. Taking Trey and all that good stuff, so I get a text message, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, I think I want to stay back in Augusta now." I was like, "Oh shit, man. I ain't gonna go against that." Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's new, so I'm not attached to Tampa like that. So I'm like, "All right, whatever, I'll sacrifice." You it. was having fun though, weren't you? Hell yeah, man! <laughs> God, my my office dog was on the water. It was about a um, I was working for Well Care Insurance, dog. The, it was on the fucking water. It had like a um, dope ass restaurant right here. You might have been in St. Pete. I I was in the downtown area. I was not too far away from the the nice the nice um mall. I wasn't far from the arena. Oh, okay. You was by the Derek Jeter quarters. I don't know. I yeah, don't know you was by the Derek Jeter. I know exactly where you was. That you said shit. you wasn't far from the mall. Not yeah, you was mall. by Derek Jeter quarters. It was right there. It was right there. That I I can look right out my. I was in a big glass building. My. My dream, ever since I was a kid, people always asked me what I wanted to do. I said, I always want to work in a big glass building. Because when I seen them on, on TV, they, they always they were professionals that worked in those buildings. Uh-huh. And it was the biggest building that I've ever worked in. And it was glass. And I was like, shit, I'm here for life. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, she killed your dream. Yeah, she yeah, owe she you did. now, bro. She, hell yeah, she do. But she already know. I already told her. I said, Trey, I told her, I said, Trey got to play, um, play high school basketball in a city. So that's either Charlotte or Atlanta. Probably gonna be Atlanta though. So we'll be relocating probably within the next year or two. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, bro, it was good talking to you, man. Yeah, man um, appreciate you having a mature conversation because yeah. we've been talking about some dumb shit on my pile lately. I ain't gonna <laughs> sit here and lie. So I got to see how the audience uh, yeah. receives this mature yeah. conversation. Let me put more one plug in though. Nah, so, go ahead, go ahead. I'm um I'm throwing a party, uh, New Year's party. So New Year's Day, January first, uh, we'll be at the Empire um, um, Enterprise Mill Loft Building. If you guys are familiar with it, it's down off uh, I think it's Thirteenth Street, I believe. Um, the big inter- 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 um, Enterprise Mill Building. It's going to be uh, free wine, free champagne um, all night. Also, we have hors d'oeuvres and all that good stuff, whatever. So the first fifty people, though, you guys get your you get a um, free uh, wine bottle or bar of champagne um, of your choice. Um, and we're going to do it like that. You can cash at me at BTS Nutrition. You can um, Zell me, um, DM me um, on Instagram, um, the, well, the the underscore Wells Rich Project on Instagram and just Rodney Wells on Facebook. So um, you can find me. I'm around and I um, hope, hope to see you guys there. Digital tickets and all that good stuff. QR code scanning and all that good stuff. So let's holler at me. Yeah, make sure y'all come to the event. Um, I think I'm going to be there taking pictures, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm going to be there taking pictures, so make sure y'all come there. Have a good time, man. And uh, appreciate y'all for listening. We out. Appreciate it.